VoiceAmerica.com, your Internet talk leader. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the host, guest, and its callers. You have just stepped into a crust-free zone with Dr. Pat Basile. What is crust? Well, crust is that stuff that stands between you and what you want out of life. Crust is what keeps you stuck. Crust is anything you think, feel, or believe that prevents you from living your deepest heart's desire. So get ready to do some serious crust busting with Dr. Pat Basile and break through those layers of crusty conditioning to reveal the unlimited possibilities available to you to live your life full out. Dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Well, welcome, crust busters. You have just stepped in to a crust-free zone with me, Dr. Pat Basile. You know... We are so amazed at what is going on on Voice America. This is an amazing program, and we are thrilled to be part of this powerful lineup. Uh, my program, Crust Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life, features stories of people who are busting through the crust to live their lives full out. You know, if you're thinking right about now, what the heck is she talking about? What is crust? Well, think about this and ask yourself this question. Are you stuck in any part of your life? And if the answer is yes, then we are ready to help you break through any of those layers of crust, those beliefs, erroneous beliefs, that hold you back from knowing that you have access to the abundance of the universe. Today we have a very, very significant show for me because we are talking about busting through corporate crust today. And to, and with me is a very, very special guest colleague and friend of mine, Craig Anderson. He is the president of Global Performance Systems. He has over 20 years of experience in areas of organizational management, which includes strategic planning, financial planning, control quality improvement, human capital management, customer analysis. And when you take that and put it all together, what we're saying is that Craig Anderson helps organizations be the best that they can be. And he has done this over an amazing career, working with, you know, every aspect of organizational change, performance improvement that you can think of. He, um, he, he also has a very interesting background. Craig uh, Anderson uh, was a part of an entrepreneurial startup in Moscow, Russia, Russia. Uh, the International Foundation for Quality and Leadership, which aimed at introducing Russian business leaders to the ideas of quality management. And then Craig joined the U.S. Peace Corps, and we want to hear a little bit about that. So enough of me talking about Craig. Let's welcome Craig directly to the show. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Pat. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm a big fan of you and the work you're doing with crust busting, and it is truly a joy to be here. Um, well, I, I'm sorry. I'm so excited uh, to have you here. I mean, you and I have talked offline about corporate crust, and now we're going to talk about it online, aren't we? <laughs> I do want to make an amendment that when I speak of corporate crust, we're really talking about organizations generally. Because okay. Because can apply to a federal agency, a state agency, a nonprofit association. Um, I think they're the same principles tend to hold in any type of organization. And another note, as far as my interest in Russia, it, I continue to be extremely interested in, in the, sort of the evolution of the Russian economy and the, and the, um, the maturity of the quality management movement in Russia. And I'll be attending a conference and speaking in September in Moscow on that exact topic of quality management in Russia. So it wow. continues to be a passion of mine. Oh, wow. Maybe we can do some cross-busting. Uh, there are no boundaries when it comes to <laughs> cross-busting, unfortunately, I think, because there's so much crust out there. 
<laughs> and, you know, we're very excited about that because, you know, don't you think when we're talking about, let's call it busting organizational crust. Okay. Because I love, I love that in that we're not just talking about the company. I right. mean, we may sound like we're talking about the organization and then, therefore, the top leadership of the organization. But really, we're talking about helping each and every individual in an organization, whether that organization is a small business or a large organization. We're helping each and every individual let go of the beliefs that no longer serve them and the organization, aren't we? That's correct, Pat. You really can't distinguish between personal and organizational transformation. One cannot happen without the other. And well, you really do, I'm sorry. Um, you don't, yeah, I, I was just going to say I totally agree. At least it doesn't happen successfully, does it? Right. There's a tremendous reinforcement that has to happen in organizations. As, as leadership and as uh, rank-and-file employees go through their own, um, their own personal transformations, they really need to be supported by an organization that shares the vision and provides the support. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of your principles about identifying crust at the personal level and, and attacking it, I think they also apply at the organizational level, and that's really the, the theme that, you know, that I know we're going to speak on today. Is, is how do you begin to do that? <laughs> you know, that's right. You know, you are so involved with the quality framework. Why don't you talk a little bit about that and what you and your company does in okay. terms of quality for organizations? Well, one thing, um, I don't, um, for those who are probably more interested in getting into some of the details, we, you know, our corporate website is probably the best source of information. Great. Let me just put that URL out there, Pat. That it's, would be uh, great. Just www.gps.com. I-N-C dot U-S. Yes. And, and, and what's a phone number to reach you personally? Might as well put that out there right now. Okay, I'm sorry. That other line is ringing. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, Busy person, huh? Uh, why don't you give our listeners a phone number for them to reach you? Okay. 301-309-8530. And I apologize for that. I'm trying to disconnect that thing and I I'm afraid, I don't want to disconnect our, our Well, there you know what? You're in demand. They're calling you as we speak. We've been on the line well, all of 3 minutes and you know the phones are coming off the hook on your end. <laughs> I yeah, love it. Sorry. <laughs> I think that's I think I that's pretty I incredible. I don't know what that is. Okay. We um, had a few woo moments. Again, so it's it's just gpsinc.us. Okay. And um phone number 301-309-8530. And um Anyway, but what we do essentially, uh, Pat, is we help organizations assess, analyze, and act is, is, what, we, is what we call it, the work we do. We, we assess, identify sources of corporate crust in all key areas, and I'll explain what we mean by key areas. Then we analyze with the, with the leadership of the organization priorities and alternatives because there are always, you know, there's a plate of options usually, and then we work on, on implementation, what we call the act. Um, okay. We try to keep it at the highest level simple because we want to see progress, but at the same time, organizations are complex, so we do want to have a, a, a framework to sort of attack it. Mm-hmm. And um, what we do is um, we're, we're big fans of the Baldrige uh, Quality Framework. Um, some of your listeners may be familiar with the Malcolm Baldrige National Quality Award in the United States. It's the... Um, Basically, for the last 15 years, it's been run by the National Institute of Standards and Technology up here in Germantown, Maryland. And it's a framework for assessing quality in organizations and giving them a roadmap to improve. Now, the federal government actually runs it as an award process where companies, uh, at this point, uh, private sector companies, healthcare organizations, educational organizations, can actually apply for this prestigious 
uh, Baldrige Quality Award that mm-hmm. is awarded to a small number of organizations each year. So some organizations use this framework for the purpose of getting an award, but the vast majority use it just to improve themselves. And um, I don't know, Pat, I, I have to rely on your judgment here as to how much in-depth I get in each of the areas because this is my passion is, is organizational assessment improvement, but I, I realize at times I may get too immersed in the details. Never on this show. You don't have to worry about you. You never have to worry about it on this show. What what I think you know what you're talking about is something extremely important because you know uh, any any form of quality or performance that we're talking about an organization. I think for me in my 25 plus years as an organizational consultant, I think the issue has always been you know we're lining up this this phenomenal change we want and you know passion and inspiration and move people along and i can't tell you how many times we neglected to address what i'm calling today crust right and that has to do with the belief that each and every person has regarding what that change means okay and so well, that, gets, that helps and what I, what i'm going to do then is essentially what this what the baldridge framework does pat is it it defines the crust that exists today. That's right. Um, there are really six areas of the organization that, that is, that is um, considered in, in any one of these assessments. And let me just sort of walk through them quickly. But the first sure. one is sort of the leadership of the organization. That mm-hmm. is, ultimately, your leadership has to be able to set the vision, the values for the organization, mm-hmm. has to inspire and, and really galvanize the efforts of the whole enterprise. Yeah, we haven't uh, seen any crust there, have we? No, no, no crust <laughs> leadership out there. <laughs> Uh, second thing is strategic planning in the sense that really making planning come alive and that it, it aligns with what's really important to the customers and the employees, that it, it reinforces the leadership vision, and that it's not just a, a plan that goes up on a shelf, but that it's actually an, it's, it's broken down into very specific actions and it's managed. So the second thing is strategic planning. Um, the third thing then is what we call customer and market focus. That is, to what extent does the organization really know its customers in terms of their expectations, their requirements, um, how well it's meeting their requirements, what sort of data does it have on its market? So we call that the, sort of the leadership triad, which is those, because all those three elements set the direction for the organization. Organization doesn't exist except to satisfy the needs of its customers. Um, so the point is that you take the leadership, you take the planning, you take the customers, you line them up. That tells you where the organization should be going. Okay, that's great. We call that design. But now we've got to get into the deployment because now we also look at how well is the organization actually doing toward achieving that direction. Look at three areas there, Pat. One is what we call measurement, analysis, and knowledge management. In other words, what information does the organization use? How does it share information? How does it communicate internally? Mm-hmm. How does it improve the knowledge that it, that it has resident? Most organizations have this tremendous amount of knowledge that, but it's, it's often fragmented. It's hard to really make sense mm-hmm. of it. Um, second thing we look at is, is people. Obviously, this is critical in the organization. Um, how are people recruited, retained, developed, uh, basically allowed to blossom and reach their full potential in the organization? Well, and I'm glad the, you said then that. The thing you... is, last area in the deployment okay. is actually process, what we call process management, a technical term. It basically means how, how is the work done? Right. What are the most important work processes that any organization has to do? How well does it define those processes? How well does it manage them? How well does it improve them? So those three, then the measurement analysis, the human resource focus, and the process focus, those tell you how well the organization is actually executing. Mm-hmm. To make a long story short, Pat, we look at the, so we look at the design. Does the organization have the right direction? We look at the deployment. 
in terms of those those three elements at the end, put it together, and you got a baseline. Yeah, I'm a big it, believer that you have to know where you are before you can begin to improve. Mm-hmm. So, isn't the, isn't and sometimes the, the reality is not always that pretty for organizations, Pat. But you got to begin where you are. Just well, like, just like hold on. Let's take a short break here, Craig, because one of the things I want to talk about when we get back is a common denominator, and that common denominator is the employee. I don't care what level you're out in the organization, there is a human being in there doing something. And I want to talk about that and have you go through each of these categories in more detail because the work that you do is absolutely amazing. So let's take a short break right now. When we come back, we'll be talking with Craig Anderson, and we'll be talking about organizational crust right here on Crust Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life with me, Dr. Pat Basile. Please call in at 1-888-335-5204, 1-888-335-5204 with your questions, or email me at live, L-I-V-E, at crustbusting.com. Because we're having an interactive discussion today. We'll be right back. Are you searching for a sense of purpose in this crazy world? If so, then tune in to Meet the Challenge with James Long and Melissa Phelan every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time. On the show, James and Melissa will discuss life planning and meeting the challenges we experience in each stage of our lives. They will also provide you real solutions from professional advisors and resources to address the issues that keep you up at night. Life is a series of transitions from one stage to another. Make those transitions smooth ones by tuning in to Meet the Challenge. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on Voice America Ever wonder why some ideas make it from concept to reality, while other promising ideas just fizzle? Join us every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time for Invent the Future. You'll hear from investors who have created breakthroughs in their business and community. You'll learn about the newest ideas that are shaping success in the 21st century. And you'll hear from leaders who are creating the future with their novel approaches to management. Join Janice Maffei and Joanne Spigner from Vision First for Invent the Future, Mondays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, on voiceamerica.com. Join Susan Mavity, host of A Journey to Wellness, on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific for the program that helps you discover the healing light within you and offers you tools to regain control over your own illness. Each week, Susan Mavity interviews teachers, healers, and authors who assist you in your own healing journey on all levels, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. So tune in and call in to A Journey to Wellness with Susan Mavity on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific. I went on a low-carb diet and lost 10 pounds, then gained it all back. I tried different diets, and in the long run, they caused me to gain weight. It's time to scrap the current healthy food and drink guidelines and get back to basics. Listen to Heart Smart Living with Heart Oldenburg every Saturday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time. On the show, Heart will debunk current dieting myths and show you the key to living a healthy and fulfilling life while enjoying the foods you love. Be happy, be healthy. Listen to Heart Smart Living with Heart Oldenburg every Saturday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on voiceamerica.com, the world leader in Internet talk radio. Informative, entertaining, and educational talk. www.voiceamerica.com. Come find out what you've been missing. Welcome back to Crossbusting Your Way to an Awesome Life with Dr. Pat. 
If you would like to participate in today's program, call in at 1-888-335-5204. Now let's join Dr. Pat for some serious crust-busting. We are back, and you're listening to me, Dr. Pat Basili, on this amazing show, Crust Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life. And I am here with Craig Anderson, President of Global Performance Systems, and we are talking about busting through years of crusty conditioning around organizational crust. It's a topic that is near and dear to me, and it's done without any sort of personal accusation or blame. You know, just like individuals, we gain over years this layer of crust that serves us very well sometimes. It's just that you get to a point in your life, or as an organization, you get to a point where it doesn't serve you anymore. And, you know, how do we get rid of that? Well, we're here today with Craig to talk about that using the Baldridge framework. And, uh, you, you know, this is, a, this is a very pertinent topic right now, Craig, and you touched on a couple of points, and you also gave us uh, a number of sources. Um, I, I'm particularly interested in sources of crust around leadership. Okay, thanks, Pat. Um, yeah, leadership is really um, an element that's been studied to death in many organizations, and, um, but I still think that a lot of organizations have trouble getting it right uh, because there's very much of, uh, I think as you alluded, a, a personal dynamic that has to go there as well as process. You're talking leadership systems, and you're talking the individual capabilities of the folks charged with those responsibilities. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing that Baldrige tries to, uh, well, one of the things it does in this category is it tries to assess how well the leadership of the organization really defines the purpose, aims, and values. Mm -hmm. has to be the starting point. Um, every organization has to feel passionately about what it's trying to achieve. Mm -hmm. And leadership is really in the position to set that aim for the folks in the organization. Um, and at times, um, you know, we do get a little crusty, I think, in that, in that dimension. We sort of um, get, go through the motions of leadership, and we don't really um, sort of step back at times and say, what, what are we really trying to do here as an organization? One of the things that our company, Global Performance Systems, does is we do visioning sessions with leadership teams. Um, often what we'll do is uh, survey employees confidentially, mm -hmm conduct focus groups, talk to customers, try to get some data on how the leadership is perceived by the people it's impacting, feed that back to the leadership. Um, we get pretty down and dirty sometimes, Pat, because sometimes the leadership perception of what, how effective they are does not mesh with how they're perceived by the folks in the organization and by the customers. And that's a big gap. That's a gap that, you know, if not addressed, really – can lead to the uh, fall of a, of, a, of a successful organization. And I like what you said about it's not, it's not a threatening. We're not out to play gotcha. We just want to understand the current state of the organization. Because, well, again, I, that'll give us, that'll give us the, the, the starting point for improvement. Um, one of the things we look for also mm -hmm. is alignment. The Baldrige uh, process uses that term a lot. The point there is you want to make sure that all the pieces are pulling in the same direction. Okay. Uh, the organization. Mm -hmm. And again, that's why that leadership triad is so important. Understand what the customer's requirements and expectations are. Um, understand how the strategic plan is going to achieve that, and then lead the organization to accomplish that strategic plan. But make mm -hmm. sure everyone's pulling in the same direction. Mm -hmm. 
Well, you know, let me ask you this, because this is, uh, you know that the the whole area of leadership is an area that I've done research on and, 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 uh, and have been a leader in organizations. And I'm telling you, as a leader in, you know, a, a Fortune 100 company, uh, you know, I've had a little uh, crust to get rid of here and there. I didn't really have the tools. You and I, we're talking about partnering with organizations in a very, very uh, positive way to help uh, each and every individual look at the opportunity and the gifts that they bring to this organization. And I, I want to say that because when we talk about crust, our focus is not on the crust itself per se. We analyze it, we find it. It's on busting through it, which is looking at the positive. You talked about doing visioning with leaders. And one of the things I want to say about that, I want to ask you if this has been sort of, you know, something you've bumped into, um, it's, it's so important to leave any sort of crust around personal agendas at the door. Have you found that to be uh, critically important in the work that you do? Absolutely. Um, Pat, what our, our approach is people want to do a good job. Leaders want to do a good job leading. And by the way, when we use the term leaders, that could be anyone in an organization. You know, we don't want to put a uh, we don't want to put uh, create scarcity around leadership. I mean, mm-hmm. anybody can be a leader. Obviously, some people are by the by virtue of their position and authority. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but leadership can come from anywhere. Um, but again, it's yeah, it's um, I guess that's part of crust busting is is leaving. Um, leaving prevailing um, patterns of behavior behind sometimes. Yeah, that's right, and that's exactly what we do. I mean, you know, there, there are clearly some things that will contribute to an organization's success, and there are clearly some things which will really slow it down. And the yeah. slowing down things are the things we want to identify to help organizations move beyond them. The, the reason we focus a lot on leadership is only leadership can actually change the systems. You know, you can have a lot of impetus for, for improvement at all levels of an organization, but it is only leadership that has the authority to change systems. And so we really, it's sort of, uh, at times, it's a, almost a push-pull. You want to you encourage leadership at times when you see gaps, and, and the Baldrige process will certainly highlight some gaps. I mean, you want to push an organization in a certain way, but at the same time, it has to be driven by that own organization. It's, as you know, and... Pat, you and I, we've been, we've been working with organizations long enough to know that ultimately the organization has to take charge of its own destiny. That's right. I mean, you know, we can do, we can do some prompt, prompting and pushing, but it's the leadership has to step up. Yep. Well, you know, on that note, let's take a short break. We have a caller when we return back from the break. All right. uh, but let's take a short break right now because uh, this is a, a topic that uh, we, we definitely want to address and we want to hear from our listeners. We have an amazing listener uh, body out there. They are absolutely fantastic. I want to give out the number again and say that you are listening to Crust Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life with me, Dr. Pat Basile. We are here on voiceamerica.com on Thursday mornings, 8 a.m. Pacific time. And what I want to say is take this number down, one 1-888-335-5204. Let us know if you've got uh, any corporate crust or rather organizational crust going on and you'd like some help uh, from Craig and myself and, and working through it. So stay tuned. We will be right back.
Join sales executives Scotty and Teresa for Sales Talk every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 Eastern. It's the fun venue to facilitate business growth and increase revenue through sales execution. Tune in to hear interviews with nationally known sales experts and authors. We will explore the critical challenges that salespeople and sales leaders face in today's turbulent economy. Listen and have your pressing sales issues answered. We walk the walk and talk the talk. You'll laugh a little and learn a lot. Join us Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific here on Voice America. New technology products emerge every day into the marketplace. Find out the benefits, challenges, and opportunities they present by listening to the Invention and Innovation Hour every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America. Hosted by Tom O'Neill and Carol Ann Dykes, the Invention and Innovation Hour will welcome expert guests in exciting fields and will focus on the ever-evolving world of technology. Get the latest tech news right here by listening to the Invention and Innovation Hour with Tom O'Neill and Carol Ann Dykes every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time on voiceamerica.com. Hi, it's Sky and Denny. Come be a fly on the wall every Thursday at 1 p.m. And you're a guest at Sky and Denny's Cocktail Hour. Hop in to meet the inner circle of business experts, self-help advisors, celebrities, and other fascinating guests as they share their secrets for personal, business, and financial success. Our inside tips will help you be more successful in starting or running a business. So please join us for the Cocktail Hour every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Internet Leader in Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Have you just seen a good movie? Have you just seen a bad movie? Whatever the case may be, join Elmer and Jessica on the Out and About Hour, sponsored by Grand Cinemas, every Saturday at 3 Pacific Time on voiceamerica.com, the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com, your Internet talk leader. Welcome back to Crossbusting Your Way to an Awesome Life with Dr. Pat. If you would like to participate in today's program, call in at 1-888-335-5204. Now let's join Dr. Pat for some serious Crossbusting. Well, welcome back to the show. Uh, I want to say this. Let me give out this number again, 1-888-335-5204. That's to call in. We're talking about crust-busting today, as we do every Thursday at 8 a.m., but today we're talking about crust-busting in organizations. And we want to invite uh, all of our listeners to uh, call in or send me an email at live, L-I-V-E, at crustbusting.com if you have a comment or question. Um, this is a live broadcast. Again, we rebroadcast tonight at 8 o'clock, and you will be able to find a copy of this broadcast on my website, uh, crustbusting.com, uh, in the near future. And, as a matter of fact, I'm here today with Craig Anderson, uh, president of Global Performance Systems, and we are really talking about crustbusting. We have a caller uh, right now. We have from New Jersey. Welcome to the show, Linda. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Hi, Linda. Hi, Craig. Um, and I, I'm not sure if I have a comment or I have a question. I, it could be a combination of both. All righty. Um, I heard what you said about the leadership, and you have to get to the leadership. I also understand that there's a lot of egos involved in that. And one thing you said was talking about getting information and in surveys of the employees and the customers. Mm-hmm. But what I don't understand is why does it take 
I, I know it's important that the customers are heard and if there's issues that the leadership will pay attention to that. But why does it have to come to that? Why can't it be when you have employees walking around saying, well, I don't get why the management doesn't understand it. I don't get why the leadership doesn't get it. We get it, but they don't get it. But it takes the customer to say the leadership is not doing what they need to do. I think, Linda, that that the customer is so important because that's more of a neutral driver for change. In principle, anyone in the organization should be working toward a common aim. That is to delight customers because that creates opportunities. It keeps the company in business. It, it, it leads to good things for everybody. So by bringing the voice of the customer into that process, we find it's very helpful. Um, because it does, it does create that energy around, you know, we all got to work together to satisfy that customer, or nothing else matters. I don't know. But, but don't yeah. you think that the employees yeah. are, are in that same, uh, they're striving for the same thing, because it's their livelihood. That's it's right. their income. Sure. So they understand that, you know, if we don't do a good job and we don't serve our customers, that we're not going to have business and we won't have a job. I mean, well, you know, that's a very interesting point. And here, I'm going to be right out on the table with that. Craig, you see if this aligns with what you're saying. But I can say this on this show. You know, the way that I've been able to observe that, Linda, is that when an organization is not willing to listen to employees, and in the mission statement, they um, espouse to consider employees their number one assets, that's a disconnect. And what that means to me, that's a giant crust ball. And I call that crust ball, I don't trust my employees. And so you're bringing up a very interesting point. Now, what I think Craig is saying is that you value what the employees say as well as the customer. You bring in that third party. Right. And you look around to make sure you've got the whole picture. I think that's what you're saying, Craig. That's exactly what I'm but saying. But the point that I think Linda is bringing up is the one that I hear in all the research I've done and in the comments. And you and I, Craig, do focus groups, and employees will say the same thing. We are here, we are on the front line, and we are working with our customers. We, have, we are on the pulse of what our customers need. When we pass that information up, we are not being heard. And part of what we do in crust busting is make sure we have an employee body that has a voice in the organization. Is that right, uh, Craig? Is that your experience? That's right. And, and the one thing I, I do want to add to what you said, which I agree with completely, Pat, is that it takes a system to deliver for the customers. In other words, it takes more than intent. I, I find organizations at times, they view, well, our frontline people want to serve customers. Well, that's great, but do they have the information they need? Do they have the efficient systems that they need? Do mm -hmm. they have the leadership direction they need? So part of why I always come back to the Baldridge framework as a way of looking at it is it looks at, it looks at all of the systems in that organization that support the customer through the frontline employee. Um, it's not enough to, 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 quote, empower your front line and say, well, do a great job for customers if they don't have the systems that they need to, to deliver. Or the strong management and the, and the skilled management to uh, implement. You know, it's a very interesting discussion, Linda. You know, uh, Linda, I have a question for you. Um, it sounds like you've had some upfront and personal experience with this. What has been the key in your experience where you have seen successful implementation of uh, performance? What have been the key uh, areas or key factors? Anything that you could point to that says, you know, we have had a phenomenal experience here, positive, uplifting, won awards, 
And this has been the key. Well, I worked for a company that um, won the Baldrige Award. Oh, great. And Congratulations. There you go, Craig. Pardon? Oh, I was just saying to Craig, there you go. That's great. Congratulations. Yeah, and, and it, was, it, was, it was good and it wasn't good because right. um, it took a lot for the senior management in, in my organization that was preparing the whole package for the Baldrige Award. Mm-hmm. And the person that I worked for was very, very open. Her approach was, okay, employees, let's get out there and find out what's going on. And then she went back to the senior management and said, okay, this is what we're going to do and this is how we're going to approach it. So I I understand what you're saying about the customer, and I do appreciate the fact that they are the most important thing because you wouldn't be surviving if you didn't have the customers. It's just that I think it takes so much for senior managers to understand that the employees are for it and the employees are very aware of what needs to change. And those people that are on the, the front lines, for example, the salespeople, I mean, they're out there. They know what the customers are looking for. They're selling to the customers. It's the leadership maybe in between the senior leadership and the frontline employees that don't get it or are afraid that, you know, I've hired these people or I've done this or I've done that, and they're not open to hearing what needs to be done. Am I making any sense? Yes, you are. And, and that's why, again, it's only, only the senior leadership of an organization can really set the tone in terms of the values and the purpose and, and how they want people to work together and to continue to reinforce those values in the organization. For example, communication has to be brutally frank, has to be open, has to be fluid. Um, yeah, and you're right. There's, that's what I meant about organ, information not always being used. The people on the front lines, they know exactly you know, what the customers are saying every day. Mm-hmm. Is that information being filtered? Is it, getting, is it getting back to the organization? And does the organization have the capacity to act on that information? Um, so there's so many pieces to this puzzle. It, and then it's interesting you mentioned about the Baldrige um, being, um, you know, it may have its pros and cons. That's why we use the framework at Global Performance Systems, but we don't necessarily use, go into the depth of data collection. That's why the formal award application process, there's a tremendous amount of data collection and a lot of organizations, it may be even counterproductive at times if it's, mm-hmm. if it's just too much to put into an mm-hmm. existing system. Mm-hmm. So I think the, to, to our, our view is try to use the essence of it, which is understand the key areas, have a measurement, bring the alignment together. But maybe actually going through the formal process is not for everybody, and that's, an organization has to decide that. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you said something very interesting earlier, Craig, and I want to talk to this uh, regarding Linda's comment. You talked about a lack of alignment and common focus of leadership team. And uh, one of the things that just struck, I was just struck by in Linda's comment is, you know, there is the front line and there is the leadership team at the top. And the front line may be very, very much in line with the vision and the mission of the organization. The question is, how do we connect the dots? from the people that are at the top to the people that are, are really uh, delivering the service. And I think, what, I think what Linda is saying is the experience she just identified is that she worked for a leader, and I'll say it's a leader. It could be a first-line supervisor, but you made that clear before. We're talking about leadership regardless of level or pay structure. And this is an individual that was willing to say these are the things that are going on and take that, take that issue and take that information to wherever she needed to take it. 
so often in today's workforce, we are, are, are told, at least I am told, that there is a dilemma in the manager in the middle, mm-hmm. being pushed up by the people in the bottom and being pushed down by the people at the top. You know, and there's my question. How in today's framework where performance is really being demanded, how are we providing these managers with the tools that they need to do exactly what Linda has talked about? Well, that's, I guess, the $64,000 question. That's exactly what, what it is, Craig. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know what, what skills are we trying to develop? And, you know, that human resource focus is so important. That, yes. That's one of those six categories there in terms of, you know, how do we how do we develop and train folks? What what skill sets are we looking at? Not the skill sets necessarily for today, but what skill sets will we need five ten years down the road? Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the uh, human resource asset is the most valuable asset of any organization, but it's not always managed like an asset. Uh, companies will times they'll take they'll take uh, more of a focus on managing physical plant or managing equipment. Mm-hmm. And less on managing that that precious human resource asset, and it's like any asset that has to be has to be managed to obtain maximum value from it. Um, and again, it takes more than good intentions. I always come back then to that sixth category, which is process focus, i.e., how do you get things done? Intent is great, values are great, but you need processes to make them happen. And um, and constantly, so really, leadership and of any organization is is bringing all these pieces together, uh, building alignment, um, recognizing that at times, you know, we're going to take some missteps. But you know, how do we learn from that? How do we recover from that? Uh, I remember one time doing some work out at 3M, and there was a sign on the wall: "Every problem is a treasure because that's how we improve." You know, what a wonderful philosophy! Isn't that that's wonderful? Really what it's about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is wonderful, and you know, 3M is especially uh, of a special interest to to us on this show. Um, and uh, well, you know, well, first and foremost, we we certainly use their post-it notes to do one of our exercises. <laughs> but they they do have that you know that that uh, mission on uh, uh, posted where everyone can see it. Linda, you know, um, thank you for calling today. I have one last question for you. I I I, I hope you have a minute to to be with us here. Okay. Um, we're talking about processes and the realignment of processes. In your experience with the Baldridge or otherwise, what what have you you know what is your belief around process improvement? You're really testing me this early. In the <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think I think for process improvement, I think it's important that the um, the people that are actually doing the process be involved in it versus the leadership saying the process needs to change. I think there's input from the leadership, but I think it needs to be done by the the, the actual line people and mm-hmm. brought to management to say, um, here's what we think the process should be, what's your input, but the leadership that is looking at that process needs to put their egos aside. Because mm-hmm. I think well, egos... Egos get in the way mm-hmm. because they either develop the process or they were told this is what you're going to do, and then they push it down. Oh, that's very interesting. You know, Craig, we, you and I both work with organizations, and we put design teams together. And those design teams are, you know, one of the requirements is that we have people on that team that actually do the work. Right. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good.
should because that's where it needs to be, I think. And, you know, I, here's a question I have. You know, we're talking about crust-busting, and so we're talking about process management, which is really critical these days. We're really talking about how do you deliver product to service from end to end and make sure that anything that we do in the middle is transparent, especially to our customers. Uh, but when we do, when we say, okay, we're going to come in and we're going to do process realignment, what are some of the typical crust balls that you have seen surface in organizations, Linda or Craig? Um. Boy, that, that's a good one. That's a good one. Well, I can tell you from my experiences that mm-hmm. when a team is put together, part of the problem is is that everybody comes in with their own agenda. Mm-hmm. Everybody comes in with, I've got the right answer. Nobody else knows. So you have those people that come in and say, okay, I'm right, you're all wrong. So they've got a big crust ball because they're not open to hear that maybe the process could be done differently. Right. Uh, we've come across that, Craig. Yes, and also the, the, I guess the, the corollary to that is, well, the solution's so obvious, you know, why, why are we even here wasting our time? Exactly. You know? um, and again, that's, that's a good for, one. I'm sorry? That's a that's, good one. You well, know, there are people that say, and, you know, then that leads me to the next question. If that's true and that's assumption, why isn't there a voice strong enough for that to have been said before people like you and me, Craig, are called into an organization? I could go off here? a long ramble here about statistical process control and process <laughs> variation. Uh, I think that part of it is just understanding how to measure process performance. I mean, mm-hmm. I think you know again the you know the, the cliche what's what's mattered what what matters gets measured and what gets measured matters something like that. But I do think it you know if there's certain things you're trying to achieve as an organization, you have to measure how well you're doing it. Yeah, that yeah. Well, you know, that's the whole. I think this is a great discussion for the next segment to talk about performance because there is such, you know, uh, there is so much that can come up around that topic, especially regarding employees and implementing performance systems and measurement systems. And we've used that word a lot. Um, And the mismeasurement of a performance, which, you know, doesn't serve anyone. So um, I think that, you know, when we come back, we're going to take a short break. You know, Linda, thank you very much for joining us today uh, and uh, for sharing your insight and for really challenging us to answer some very important questions. Don't you think, Craig? Yes, indeed. Thank you. Oh, it's great. Thank you. Let's take a short break. Thank you, Linda. Bye. And uh, we'll take a short break, and we'll be right back to uh, contact us, 1-888-335-5204 for questions and comments and uh, and or email me at live at crustbusting.com. I'm here today with Craig Anderson, President of Global Performance Systems, and when we come back, we'll let you know how to contact Craig. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Patricia Raskin, host of Positive Living. Tune in Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific for the program that brings you practical, inspiring, and positive principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Each week, my guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call into Positive Living on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific right here on voiceamerica.com. Spirits Rising with Linda Reed and Joy Del Giudice is a show dedicated to exploring and reporting on the intuitive arts, healing, and the rising emphasis on personal spiritual pursuits. 
Heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific time, Spirits Rising will report on the latest breakthroughs in long-distance healing, meditation, and sound therapy. We will also provide information for those curious about metaphysics, things beyond what we can see, feel, or touch. So whether it's meditation, angels, UFOs, or an interest in developing the intuitive side of your life, listen to Spirits Rising with Linda Reed and Joy Del Giudice every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific time right here on voiceamerica.com. Did you know that who you are and how you feel can be determined by your handwriting? It's true. And on As I See It with Ron Rice, he'll prove it. Heard every Friday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. As I See It will discuss how profiling handwriting can do everything from matchmaking to solving crimes. Ron will show you how to detect temper, love, and jealousy in the written word, as well as have discussions on some of the most famous letters of all time, such as the John Bonet Ramsey ransom note. This show is interactive, so you can send us handwriting samples to have analyzed on the air. The written word is a powerful thing. Find out how powerful by listening to As I See It every Friday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on voiceamerica.com. Informative, entertaining, and educational talk. www.voiceamerica.com. Come find out what you've been missing. Welcome back to Crossbusting Your Way to an Awesome Life with Dr. Pat. If you would like to participate in today's program, call in at 1-888-335-5204. Now let's join Dr. Pat for some serious crust busting. Welcome back, and uh, you're here with me today, Dr. Pat Basile. We're doing Crust Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life. In this case, we're doing Crust Busting Your Way to an Awesome Organization. I'm here today with Craig Anderson, President of Global Performance Systems. Welcome back, Craig. Thank you, Pat. It's been Why a don't you let our listeners have a little information about, well, have as much information about how to contact you and uh, how they might access the amazing website you have. Okay, thanks, Pat. Um, again, our company is Global Performance Systems, and our website is www.gpsinc.us, uh, gpsinc.us. And on there, Pat, of, maybe of interest to your, to your listeners, um, when we talk about uh, our value proposition, we have examples of a couple of our online surveys Great. That, that show the questions because I, I really do believe that the whole the process of dialogue is really the key to starting to unlock some of these crust balls. And right. We and use, what's uh, your a phone lot number, of, Craig? I'm sorry, the uh, corporate phone number is 301-309-8530. Uh, we're headquartered in Rockville, Maryland, but um, through the, through the um, Internet we have a – an affiliated uh, affiliation of uh, firms that we work with uh, across the, actually across the world. That's right, you do. Um, in some ways, we're trying to we're trying to represent what we're talking to clients about. That is to be completely agile, nimble, mm-hmm. uh, just exist to serve clients. Excellent, you're doing yeah. fabulous work. You know, we have another caller. We have Al from Colorado on the line. Hi, Al. Hi, Al. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Well, good morning to you. Good morning to you, Dr. Pat and Greg. Hey, how are you, sir? Fine, thank you. We're talking about uh, busting. Uh, yeah. You know, I worked for an organization one time where uh, they wouldn't even talk to the employees. No kidding. So, yes, yeah, sure. And this is a worldwide corporation. And one time, uh, once a year now, I think they call all employees in, and they have a 20-minute interview with a supervisor or a manager. You talk about crust busting. We, that was the best thing this company ever did. 
Oh, my gosh. Yes, because now the employees had a chance to talk to a supervisor and manager. Nothing was written down, and the supervisors and managers could not answer back when the employees spoke. In other words, they were to absorb everything what the employees said. This was never heard of in this company, never. That's so breaking again, through some giant crust. Do what? That's breaking through some giant crust. Exactly. So since then, now the the company has much better relations with the employees, and I think they're rated as one of the best companies in, in America today. But again, it took a long time for them to even to listen to us. They paid you for ideas and suggestions that we gave, with the rewards of um, financial. But we didn't want that. We wanted the company to listen to what we had to say. Mm-hmm. So finally, they they finally did, and I think it's a better company today. Because I'm retired from them, and I get a pension from them, and everything they, the, the employees are saying, they're up to date with everything. So How long did you work for them? I worked for this company for over 30 years. Did you did you feel you had a voice that you had something to say? Ted, I want to speak to that for a second. Okay. Yeah. I find that, it, that one of the most empowering things a, a company can do for its employees is simply to listen and respect their knowledge and ideas. People have a passion about what they're doing. People want to share what they're doing, share their accomplishments. And a lot of times, that is such a powerful first step toward busting crust. And I really appreciate Al sharing that with us as a great example. But, you know, Greg, beside that, these, some, some of these executives of these companies do not listen to the employees. They look, they're, they're up in these white towers, and they forget where the hell they came from. Right. So, again, you know, they climbed the ladder of success, and... They just forgot where they came from. They don't have the good employee relationship. Right. And I think that that's wrong. You know, there's something happens to those companies, Al, and it's called bankruptcy. Uh, companies can't <laughs> operate like that anymore because we're too, the world is too competitive, and there's you have to tap all of your resources in organization, and we can't afford to have this huge underutilized asset called our people. Um, well, who do these companies want to listen to? That's the point. You say you've got to cooperate, you know, you've got to break the crust and so forth. But today's uh, environment with big corporations, Greg, how do you do that? You know, they don't listen to the employees. Look what happened last year with all these big corporations. Well, I, I think mean, I think you oh, do it just as as, that, as your company did, Al, starting to listen, just putting people together around a table, and they realize that they have a common right. ambition and just starting to listen and respect each other. Well, they're gonna and, then, and bring customers into that. Bring customers into that dialogue as soon as possible because that really provides breadth. Yes, it does. Well, you know, Al, you're bringing up a really good point. We talked about it a little earlier, and that is this. If an organization really believes in their employees, that means they're crust-free. They value every word they say. When an organization is not willing to listen to what employees have to, have, have to say, then we suspect that there may be a few layers of crust Maybe they don't trust them. Maybe they don't think they're performing well enough. And those kinds of thoughts and beliefs do not serve the organization or the employee. You cannot well, be successful if you don't really believe in the people that work for you. Well, again, like I said before, Pat, uh, this corporation, now this company today, is one of the world's best companies to work for. And, again, by this crust-busting, I think we did a lot to start with it. And I'm talking like well, I'm retired on many years now. But we brought these things up to the forefront then. And again, like the company's got a very good rating, They're one of, one of the best companies to work for today. But they got all kind of benefits and so forth. But they never had these things before about cross busting and listen to the employees. They right. even have employees sharing and the profits and so forth, buying stock with the company and so forth. 
but they never had these things before, and the company's grown better now than ever before. Well, they... by, clo- by closer association with the employees. Well, that's the key, there. isn't it? Yeah. You know, Pat, I, I find that um, a lot of times you have to reach a point of maximum pain before the transformation can really occur. Right. In a lot of ways, a company that is experiencing that pain is in a much better position to transform and really shock its, its competitors than a company that may be skating along you know, with having some of the same profound problems but not being aware of it yet. And it's just, I guess, Pat, you know, with your work with personal you know, transformation, it's the same thing, right? I mean, yes, it is. you have to experience the pain, and it makes you much more receptive than to really looking at some, uh, some options. What I think we do differently in crust-busting, and this is what I think Al is talking about. I mean, he's talking about a company, where a company, an organization that never even talked to employees, and now they're like what? In the top, I don't know what, right. in terms of being one of the best companies exactly. to work for. Yes. And, yeah, that's an amazing shift because, A, they were open to do that, and, B, they really understood and appreciated that they had to get their employees involved since the employees were right there on the front line. And how do you build commitment and loyalty if you're not going to listen to the people that work for you? I'm, I'm mind, it's mind-boggling to me. Well, you, know, that, you know, Dr. Pat, at times we, we, the employees, that had an interest in the company very strongly. And they, they can preach to the employees what we should do and shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. But if they can preach it to us what we should and shouldn't do as employees, I've already chewed out supervisor management for being late or for not doing their job right. Oh, that's and they, good. And they took it and it was improved upon. Wow. So, one, so it turned out pretty good. Yeah, one important point I want to make to, to add on to what Al said, Pat, is that, um, again, leadership's job is to improve the system. I think in too many organizations, leaders spend half their day figuring out, is employee A better or worse than employee B by whichever criteria you choose? That's counterproductive. Most people want to do a good job. Most people will perform if they're given the tools and training exactly. and leadership. Um, right. leaders, it's leadership's job. Don't spend all your time rating and ranking and grading people, but focus on improving the system to serve the customers better. Employees yeah. will do a good job if you give them the tools and the training. Uh, you know, you and I want to say, pro- I'm sorry. You a very good program, Dr. Pat. I hope you wish you a lot of success. In, and you too, Greg. Wish you all the, the both of you the best of luck. Thanks Thank so you, much. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. You know, Craig, I want to say one thing. I, don't, I want to say this. The reverse is also true. Organizations and leaders are really, you know, uh, really obliged to listen to employees, but the reverse is also true. Employees are also obliged to listen to the leadership. And what I mean by that is there, if, if a leader is to set the tone, we become at choice around what we do with that. If an organization comes up with a vision and mission, then let's bust through the crust to see if we can get behind it. And if we can't, we've got to know that we've got to go. Right. All right. Well, thank you, Craig. Uh, Craig Anderson, tell people one more time how they can get a hold of you. Okay. Our telephone number in Rockville, Maryland is 301-309-8530. And our website is gpsinc.us, Global Performance Systems. Thank you, Pat. It's been a joy to be with you today. Thanks, Craig. We'll continue this conversation. All righty. Take care. Until next week, you're listening to me, Dr. Pat Basile, uh, Crustbusting Your Way to an Awesome Life. Go to the website, www.crustbusting.com, and find out a whole lot about what's going on here. Until next week, live and breathe the Crustbusting way. Thank you for joining us today for Crustbusting with Dr. Pat Basile. 
Crust Busting with Dr. Pat can be heard live every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time on voiceamerica.com. For a copy of today's program or to learn more about Crust Busting, visit www.crustbusting.com. 